Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. We're back. We are back, baby. We are back. Sorry for the long hiatus, but it's good to be back. We're on episode like 107 now. Dang. We've been doing this, man. We've been doing this for a minute, man, but it's still the same. Still the same. Mm -hmm. So today we're recording on the day of uh, the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing. I want to shout out Eddie Guerrero before we start. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to give another shout out to Frankie Edgar. This is not a, a UFC podcast, but he's one of my favorite UFC people, and he just retired. So shout out to Frankie Edgar. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before we before we get cracking into the wrestler of the pod, if this is your first time listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, please uh, subscribe, follow us, um, enable notifications, go see our last YouTube video, Google us, anything, anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, go follow us. And leave feedback. We always got questions, new things coming out. We got um, the website, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You know, just gotta follow us on wherever podcasts are found. Yep, a little bit of we 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 all over the place. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. All right. So kicking off with the wrestler of the pod. This one's special. I feel like this is a real moment in this guy's career. The wrestler of the pod is a two-time wrestler of the pod. He was actually our fourth wrestler of the pod when we started. Um, and he's he was a CCW wire champion. And he was uh he's the longest reigning, I think still holds the VCW um the VCW championship. It's been over a thousand days. Whew. Yes, sir. Of course, I'm talking about the clout cutter, Big Breakfast, Gordon mm-hmm. Oliver. Sauce guy. Yes, sir. I want to give a big shout out to him because in seven days, he's going to be going one-on-one with none other than Matt Cardona. Hey. And GCW. Yeah, ever since Jordan Oliver left MLW, he's been heavy in the GCW. I haven't seen him um, a lot of other places. He's been really putting in the work there, and it looks like they're finally giving him a good, you know what I mean, a good show of uh, of uh, appreciation mm-hmm. in Matt Cardona. So it should be fun to see those two mix it up. Hopefully it'll be a good uh, bump in popularity, put some more eyes on our guy, you know? Yeah. So I'm ready for that. I don't have any indie news this week. Duke, do you have anything from the indies? Indie news? No, I don't have any. There's not not much has happened on the indies lately. I know. Right. I think the closest thing that I've seen was Marty Skrull is doing a lot more stuff with Triple A. I did see a Marty Skrull thing. He's He's doing a lot more stuff with uh, Triple A down in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but other than that, I haven't, I don't have anything. Really yeah, the, the only indie news I have is that we're going to be working on the MLW video. So it'll be out probably this week or next week. Yep. The uh, MLW Fightland 2022 uh, vlog. We should be adding to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first place I want to go is AEW because I feel like 
we've been ending on WWE news because they've been having the better shows. And yeah, until I'm proven otherwise, we should just end on the best things, right? Absolutely. So a couple small things I want to get through because in about a week, the end of this week, this Saturday, as we're as we're recording this, is full gear. Yeah. So there's some key full gear things we got to talk about. This was like one of their big pay-per-views. Um, full gear, all out. Um, both always seem like big, big pay-per-views for them. And I'm, I'm sure there's one other, double or nothing, or like they're really big ones. Mm-hmm. And they're treating full gear like it's a big one. So there's a couple, couple matches we have to talk about or at least get predictions on. And then there's there's other things that are probably more important. So one of the first things, um, do you got Jamie Hayter or Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship? Um, I'm I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards Jamie Hayter because they don't they don't really tend to put the titles on a lot of the WWE, former WWE people as of late. I yeah. think, who were the last ones? It was Mox, we're not counting because Mox is a completely different person Absolutely. than he was in WWE. Absolutely. Um, we're not counting Joe because it's ROH, Jericho's ROH. Um, who else is there? It is Swerve and Our Glory were the last ones, right? They were the last ones. Yeah, so they don't do it much. So I mean, I, and I don't think it's gonna change. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna stick with Jamie Hader. I think Jamie Hader's put a lot of work in, mm-hmm. and Tony Storm hasn't exactly held up all of her. Yeah, momentum. She, I was gonna say momentum? she was one of those signings for me that kind of, eh, it was like a kind of a fizzle out. Like, yeah. okay, you're you're here, and then that was it. Sadly for her, it was a real DOA situation. Pretty like much, it was yeah. Cool, and then right after it was cool, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still the interim title because Thunder Rosa's away. Yeah, and it's really the division is really, at least the AEW Women's Division, not counting the TBS division because mm-hmm. I feel like they're separate. But as far as the AEW Women's Division, it's really the ones who punch a Britt Baker and. Thunder Rosa. So without Thunder Rosa in the picture and Britt Baker sidestepping that division, it's kind of lackluster over there, you know? Yeah. I haven't cared about much of their... I was going to say, they're kind of floundering a little bit. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, Jade or Nyla Rose? Mm. Give it to Jade. Let, let, let Jade ride with it, man. Yeah, I'm I will, not done. I, I will say if there's anybody who should do it, as much as I'm not a fan of it, probably Nyla. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ready for it to be done yet. Let Jade keep riding it. She's on a hot streak. She's doing great. I'm, I'm staying with Jade. Yeah, I don't see anybody taking Jade down yet. She's in a Roman place. Mm-hmm. She's solidified for that title. So yeah, she can keep going. There's been a hint of the return of the House of Black. Are you ready for that? Yeah, why not? I mean, House of Black, I was always really a fan of them. I'm kind of 
I didn't think House of Black was coming back. I thought Alistair would have probably been out of there. I thought he was out of there too. That means but, uh, he's definitely not Uncle Howdy. Yeah. <laughs> Had to bring up Uncle Howdy. No, we'll, but, we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. House of Black, I'm I'm here for Alistair. The rest of the group is um is old girl still gonna be with them? Um Yep, it looks like it. It looks like it. I know what you're talking about. The the blonde hair girl still gonna mm-hmm. be with them. It looks okay, like then, it. then yeah, why not? Bring them back. Let's let's see what they can do. Let's, let's right. mix it up a little bit. So recently, um Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt have enlisted the helpings of Jeff Jarrett. Oh You're shaking God. your head, so I know you've seen this. Yeah, I'm gonna let you finish. Do you, do you care, one? And is this important? Because I'll give you my opinion now. I saw it and immediately thought, oh, this is a WWE play. You know how WWE does that thing where they got a bunch of guys they have no idea what to do with, mm-hmm. but they still want them to get over. So they just kind of group in guys that have some relation to them and just make them a, these are these people group, like mm-hmm. an ECW originals or something like a TNA originals group. They just threw together because they had nothing better to do. Yeah. So we're, we're exactly on the same page here. Look, look for me, the whole Jeff Jarrett coming in thing, I, I got a few things I want to say. Number one, kudos to Jeff Jarrett because Jeff Jarrett is the guy that nobody wants to see in a ring. Yet, <laughs> yeah. for some reason, people pay when he's in a ring. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I, I can't even. I can't even lie to you, Duke. He's he's in my two K universe. He is. He he hasn't. He held the belt at the start of the year. Was it the 24-7 title? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was my world championship. Was, he held my world title at the beginning of the year. Listen, I was trying to go with an alternative look, and you always want a good fall guy. He was like a Miz. He was my Miz. He wasn't important after the title was off of him, but he's a good transitional champ. I, I, I get down with King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett. But not enough for you to put them in, you know, like storylines that matter mm-hmm. <laughs> with people that are really great at what they do currently. You know, I, I, I had Jeff Jarrett as, as TNA King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett in a universe mode. And he hasn't won anything since I took the belt off of him. I'm like two, three years in. He's he's going nowhere. But I'm not, I'm, you know, like he's there. I like him, but I'm not going to thrust him into the spotlight every chance I get. I don't really care for him that much. He's just like a filler. Jeff Jarrett and the King of the Mountain title is about the equivalent of Jorge Masvidal and the BMF title. It's just a title for a person. And it's not not even like, and this isn't a knock to Masvidal, but it's just a belt for a guy with a gimmick. Yes. That's all it was. It's like the internet title. For yes. with, uh, Zach Ryder. Oh, Zach Ryder is not going to like that. Hey, Zach Ryder, not Matt Cardona. Zach Ryder. You're right. You're right. Matt Cardona, totally different person. But I mean, and number two, the the jokes that you were throwing against WWE weren't even good. <laughs> they they weren't even good. 
Like, yeah, well, I, I don't even. Bron- I don't what even. What was the Braun thing? Like, come on. My, my monster, something like monster. This is a monster that doesn't wear red skinny jeans. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, that your monster is not even. And first of all, he's comparing him to the wrong monster. I've been saying for months, this guy isn't um, Saudi Arabian Braun. He's Saudi Arabian Omos. If you're gonna and, insult and, and the that's monster, an, insult the right monster. Exactly. Because I'm pretty sure if you put these, like, I don't want to be this guy, but I'm pretty sure if you put Braun and Satnam Singh in a room and say, all right, only one of you is leaving, no. I'm pretty sure yeah. Braun is launching Satnam through a damn wall. Yeah, that monster in red out. skinny jeans is, is definitely walking out of them yeah. as the winner of that. And then calling him the Saudi Arabian Omos, I'm sorry, you know how much I don't like Omos. That's an insult to Omos. <laughs> well, Singh has had less matches. He hasn't really gotten the opportunities on. They haven't pulled the trigger on on him yet. But I do somehow feel like once they do pull the trigger on him, it's not going to work. He's it's it it's either not going to work, or we're going to be pleasantly surprised because there's only two ways this goes. Yeah, it's either we it's either you turn out to be yeah it's either you turn out to be amazing because you were trained by Jay Lethal and and uh, uh, um, Sanjay Dutt. Or you turn out to be terrible because you weren't actually trained by Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. There's only two ways this works. We found out what happened with Omos. Mm-hmm. Very minimal training. Minimal training, just very tall and has the right mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. But speaking of TNA, Samoa Joe turned on uh, on uh, on Wardlow. Yeah. And um, I got to be honest with you. I was very ready for it. I was su- I'm super right? over Joe just like being with people because they have nothing for Joe. Exactly. Wardlow shouldn't have anybody watching his back. And honestly, I feel like they may have thought that attaching Samoa Joe to Wardlow would be better for Joe because he could be on TV. But in reality, it really only worked out for Wardlow because I was only watching for Joe because I'm yeah. I want to see if they're gonna use Joe. Yeah, I'm so, over Wardlow by now. So when he turned on him, I was like, Oh God, thank you. Please yeah. end this thing. Yeah, they they did it at the right time for me. It might it, I think it went a little bit too long for my liking, but it's still not long to the point where I got annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. And it and it was the right play. I think, like you said. You don't need Joe watching Wardlow's back. It's fucking Wardlow. Wardlow's mm-hmm. over. We know nobody's stopping Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Having Joe turn on Wardlow is a great rivalry in and of itself because those two are two big-ass dudes, and they wrestle two different styles Yeah, for being big-ass dudes. Mm-hmm. Very so I, much so. And Joe on a mic is... He can yes. carry it. He, he can carry a few just by that's, talking on the mic. That's what they should fear most. Because mm-hmm. if this is a desire, if this is a plot device to get Wardlow over, they're gonna be sadly mistaken when he gets ripped on the mic every week by Joe. Exactly. Because Wardlow's um, mic skills are not up to par for that. Unless they're trying to have faith in Wardlow to now where mm-hmm. they're letting him talk more, but mm-hmm. I still don't think he's there talking. Yeah, I think that might be pulling the trigger a little too early. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good they think Wardlow's mic skills are, but I'm just saying, look at the last few people that have yeah. been affiliated with Wardlow, Joe, 
and FTR. Yeah, he doesn't exactly have the Batista chops that he's associated with. Mm-hmm. He's got the Batista look, but the mic skills are not as great. And it took Batista a while to get them mic skills down pat. He That's true, too. He didn't fully get them together until he started working with Eddie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. It was still kind of spotty. He was a man of, of, of uh, uh, what did you say? What did, they, what did they say? He's a man of... Man of few words. A man of few words. That's it. Yeah, he was a man of few words in the start until he started really getting, really getting his feet wet. Mm-hmm. So I hope they do something with Joe. Hopefully at the end of the year after this ROH pay-per-view, they do announce a TV deal so we can start actually paying attention to all the people in ROH with belts that don't count for anything right now because you never see them. Nope. Because I haven't seen Mercedes Martinez on TV for a while yeah. in a situation where you cared. You know, so uh, I'm excited for this year to be done so that they can get a deal and people can start really caring about these championships. All right. Before the nitty gritty stuff, do you care about the elite coming back at full gear? Believe it or not, no. <laughs> I share your sentiment. I don't like care. that. Like it, and I'm sorry for the quick answer, but just no. I mean, are the elite always going to be there? Yeah, they're always going to be there in some capacity. Mm. Has it been great since they've been gone? Not really. But do I think it would be different if they were there? Again, not really. I, f- I feel like them being gone hasn't really affected anything because while they were there for that little bit of time before they left, it was already starting to get bad anyway. Yeah, it was starting to get stale. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really know where their place was. Their kind of their best stuff ended up being when they were closer to reuniting with Hangman Page, and then that fell through, and then they just got boring again. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're not great at what they do in ring because everyone's great there. You it's know? just that it was just the same old shit. But it it felt like the same old shit, and I, I almost feel like those guys got a real blessing with Cody Mm -hmm. because if I was them, I'd start to feel like, well, maybe I should just be in more of a managerial role because it starts to feel like it starts to feel like DDP doing a guest appearance on a show. Like you're happy to see him, but you didn't need that. Yeah, I'll agree. That I agree with. And it doesn't matter, especially for the Young Bucks, because you don't see Kenny as much. So it was still special. But definitely for the Young Bucks, seeing them be the Young Bucks every week after a while just kind of got, especially when they kind of established the FTR as the greatest tag team of this generation. Mm-hmm. Then it became, well, who are the Young Bucks then if they're not yeah. the greatest, you know? I think... Um... I think they should have took the Cody approach a little bit more. They should have, how Cody was never really that main guy for AEW when he was mm. there. He was, like, he was there. He, he but made, he was a device to get guys over. Yeah, he was He was more worried about the other guy, more worried about the business yes. than himself. Yes. The Bucks, with the Bucks, it was always, it felt like they were more worried about themselves. With Kenny, it kind of felt like he was about himself. Yes, very much so. Yeah. 
th- there was a point in time where it felt not so much, but majority of the time for Kenny, it was very, I'm about myself with the bucks. It always felt like I'm about myself. Mm-hmm. Cody was at least able to, I'm going to be a mid card champion, but I'm going to elevate you guys in the sense of how Cena elevated guys. He really, run with he really the US took title. The, yeah, he really took the TNT championship and, and made it the, their U S title. Mm-hmm. Because almost every week it was an open challenge. It was who's the guy that nobody's looking at that I could get over. Yeah, and then you, like you said, he was putting on bangers with Sammy Guevara, with uh, Brody Lee, with um, mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky, Sunny Kiss, the Sunny Kiss match. Yeah, like yeah, he was always just everybody. putting on great matches. So I don't know. I think they should start to lean more into the into the managerial stuff. Uh-huh. And be a little under the radar. I'm almost mad they came back this 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 soon. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Let's not get into all that stuff. Did you catch the two out of three falls on um on dynamite? I did not. Okay. Well, they they did a fantastic job. Who what was the uh what was the two out of three falls again? It was uh Daniel Bryan versus Sammy Guevara. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Sammy used this first round to get DQ to try and hurt uh, Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he bladed and they fought for a little more. And Daniel ended up beating him two straight, I believe. After that, after that first one. So I feel like they had a really good banger of a match. I don't feel like it was great. I don't think it changes my opinion of Sammy. Like Sammy's always been good, but he's still he's still in a place for me where it's not him having great matches doesn't change any anything for me. No anymore. You know, no, for for me, Sammy's still like in a limbo state, and I don't know if it's just because of his personality or his his charisma, his gimmick, or what it is. But for me. Sammy Guevara just always feels like he's in a constant state of limbo. Yeah. And it's it's really bad for him because he's great. He's a he's a great talent. He's a great wrestler. I've my whole from the time we started potting to now, I've flipped mm-hmm. my whole thought process on Sammy. I used to not like him at all. Yeah. Now I, I actually kind of like Sammy. But he's just in a state of limbo where it's just he's not going up in stock anymore. He's kind of just like coast plateauing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like just on a, on a regular level and he needs to get off of that and go somewhere else. I hope, he, I hope he doesn't end up as their like Dolph Ziggler where he's the guy that was just really always good, but he could never, he never was really world champion material. Well, now that so you he just say kept that, getting thrown into situations. Now that you say that, I think that's where he is. I think that's I think that's what he's gonna be. Like I think he's gonna be that guy who will bounce in the main event scene for a minute, but he won't be the champ. He'll just be that guy who gets the title match every once in a while, and then that's it. I I Sammy as Adolph is kind of what I see. Yeah, I, I just feel like the other pillars they've had, if you know, if we're still calling them pillars, have have more champion material. Mm-hmm. Not champion, like not in skill level, but they have like a an it factor. It's like I could still see them writing a situation where this is possible. Yeah, I can believe it. I still believe that for Darby, 
I think I was once, literally just about to say yeah, Darby. I think because I think Darby's, I don't know what they're doing with Darby, but I think eventually they got to pull the freaking trigger because he was the hottest thing going and they never did it. And then it became like a weird situation where I get he was hot enough to not need a title, but now it's becoming a little ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Darby. And I I, I think this is just a management thing. I don't know what's going on with 50% of the talent that they have right now. That's true. Like I with think Dar- that's a management thing. With Darby, I don't know what's going on. With Sammy, I don't know what's going on. Andrade, I have no clue what they're doing. It's Alistair. I'm really hoping that they figure out ending this Jungle Boy thing. Because I get that Christian is injured, so they can't really end it the way they want it to. Mm -hmm. But Jungle Boy is, he cut really good promos. Like the one thing we were questioning was if he could talk on the mic and if he could be somebody outside of him outside of the Jungle Boy character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now that he's proved that, his stock is is plateauing because they're not getting him out of this situation. Like, we can't do this for more months. It's going to be like, oh, what happened to Jungle Boy? Oh, he's still doing that thing? All right, well, call me when that's over. And I was, I honestly got tired of that quick. You see, yeah, see what I'm the, saying? Like the, like, the, whole, the whole Jungle Boy Christian feud, I, that tired me out. Quick. He should have. He should have just because he should have just beat him, and then it would have been done with. Truthfully, I don't even think it should have. Like looking back on it, I don't think it should have happened. No, it was it was really good when it happened. Yeah, but just like looking back, I mean, on especially it now, for Christian. But but it was really well, yeah, because good, Christian but... Christian can talk. So yeah, and, and Christian said some good shit. But just looking back on it, every week. I think what it is is because he maybe maybe it's because he got hurt, but looking back on it now, it feels like it was just pointless. Mm. Do you think it was, or let me present this to you, and then we'll get back on topic. Do you think it might have been that Jungle Boy didn't do as good as he as we had hoped? Like, it's a great thing that we learned that he could talk. Yeah, but the bad thing is. Christian was what everyone was talking about Mm -hmm. because it was devastating what he did to jungle boy, but the conversation wouldn't really be about jungle boy getting his revenge or jungle boys promo that he cut. It would be how terrible Christian is and how just like how much of a dick he just like dove into being. Maybe it was like a resurgence for Christian more than it was uh growth for jungle boy maybe that's the case because i don't know it's just it it hit a certain point where it was like all right are we still doing this Mm -hmm. that's definitely where it is now yeah well yeah now it's like all right just take it out back and put it out of its misery please okay that's enough about that but to get back to what we were saying sammy sammy might be the new dolph ziggler because all the pillars are kind of in creative shambles and he feels like he's in a place where he'll either break out soon and this Mm -hmm. will be the run or everyone's going to slowly start to be like, yeah, he's cool, but whatever. Yeah. The last two things, the most important things that happened in AEW this week, Soraya has been cleared 
Mm-hmm. Page will be going up against Britt Baker, the face of the women's division in AEW. No, no, no surprise. surprise. Got to be the best. Mm-hmm. Got to be the best. And Britt Baker is 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 that bitch. Mm-hmm. She is. I mean, Jade is, but Britt Baker is is her. Britt Baker is her. Mm-hmm. So it, it's 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 funny because sometimes. I'll think of how hot Tessa Blanchard was before all the heat. Yeah. And I feel like all of that transferred to Britt Baker. <laughs> like all the heat of Tessa Blanchard being Tessa Blanchard transformed into Britt Baker being Britt Baker. Talk about putting out a fire. Yeah. So now it will be Saray and Britt Baker at full gear. Are you happy that this is happening? Is it too soon? Was it built enough? Did you see the promo? So just because of the severity of this situation and who it is. Yes. I have no problems with them doing what they did. I, I don't care if it was too fast for anybody else's liking. Mm. This has been what? Five, six years now. It's been a while. Yeah. That she's that since she's been in the ring and she's always had injury issues before. So I have no complaints. She was one of the great people when she was around, uh, Soraya Page, whatever you want to address her as. Mm-hmm. When she was around, she was one of the very best. Yes. She was she was the women's revolution mm-hmm. with her AJ, all them. They they were the women's revolution. They put it on the map. And made it cool. Mm-hmm. So for her to come back, I'm glad she's back. Put her in there as soon as you find out she's clear because that's money. That's just going to draw money in. WWE fans are going to tune in to see the person who used to be Paige in the ring again. And I have no doubt that with people like Daniel being around, with people that have gone away and come back with, with people that have been watching over her and her being a veteran herself. She's, 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 she wouldn't let herself back in the ring unless she was ready. Yes. Unless she felt like she could do it at the level that she used to or better. And the first match would have to be against the best. Who is the best the right best. now for Definitely that company? Britt Baker. Definitely Britt Baker, hands down. That that's like if she was to come back in the WWE as Paige, mm-hmm. you want to go against the best that they have. Who's mm-hmm. the best women's wrestler right now in WWE by a mile? Probably Charlotte. Probably Charlotte. In ring, probably Charlotte. Char- character wise, different story, but in ring, it's by a Charlotte. mile Charlotte. Charlotte for sure. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. That fantasy that that fantasy match is transferred as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did transfer from uh, Charlotte and, and, and Tessa Blanchard to Charlotte and Britt Baker. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> she just took, that's a match yeah, on the yeah. mic and in the ring. That's, that's a match, but let's get back to, back to topic. Soraya versus you, you've seen my wheels already starting to churn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were about to go to a place. Good transition. So Soraya, you so it doesn't it for you. It's all about her being able to get back in the ring. 
Yeah, just give give her that moment because at the end of the day, it's gonna draw money. It's gonna mm-hmm. draw eyes to your product. There's no, you can't possibly lose in this scenario of Soraya making her return to the ring. There's no, there's no way you lose with this situation. This will probably be your most watched match on the card. I would not be surprised at all. So, yeah, I feel the same way. Happy for her. I don't know that every, I just hope everything goes smooth as well as it can. Yeah. I just, I hope I'm in there and it feels like seeing Edge again. Yeah. That's what I want it to feel like. So as long as we can get to a place like that, I'm totally fine with however they shake this out. Because you got two of the very best going at it. And if anything, do a trilogy with them until all the ring rust is off and we figure out a good plan heading forward. Mm -hmm. Because those two are honestly so good that they just got to go out there and do it. Yes. All right. So the last thing we got to talk about before we get to WWE news is Moxley or MJF. This Saturday, full gear, what MJF calls possibly the crowning of the next face of the generation going forward, of the industry going forward, could happen this Saturday at full gear between Moxley and MJF. Do you, what do you think is going to happen? I think we're getting a changing of the guard. I think it's time. I'm ready for it. You brought this man back. You signed him to a longer contract. You paid him that money. Gave him that money. This is what it's this this is what it's hitting for. Give my man his flowers before he runs again. Mm. Give it give it to him. It's time. It's yeah, it's Pay like up. it's it's like the king has returned in the Lion King. Now or never. Exactly. So I think Mox had a great run. He's been a great pillar for them. We've yes. been using the word pillar a lot. Yes. But he has been their pillar. He's been their man. Absolutely. He's, the, he's their Stone Cold, man. He's their have... Stone Cold. And Jericho's their Hulk Hogan, but much yes. better. That's actually an insult yeah. to Jericho. I'm sorry, Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> man. And, I, and I, I say this with, it might not come out, Positively, but I say this with all sincerity. Mm. Sit Mox down. Let Mox get a break from Please. carrying everybody. Please. From He's carrying been, this business on his back. This man has <laughs> put the company on his back and has been dragging it. He's trying to take a vacation every step of the way. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean this with all sincerity. Let that yeah. man sit down. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see him, but I want to see him. We want him in good health. Yes. You know, that that's what we're trying to say here. Let this man you know, get he's a breather. got a kid, you know, he's sober now. Coach, let him get a breather. Let him get a breather, coach. Tag mm-hmm. the other guy in, you know. My man cut his honeymoon for this. <laughs> <laughs> Came back to work for you. Man, that's commitment. Steve Commit- Jobber cut his honeymoon and came back to do this podcast. So <laughs> you at least got your break. Box ain't get his break yet. Let this man no get break. a break. As soon as he walked out the door, they said, oh, no, you got to come back. Uh-huh. Pull a double for us, please. We're drowning here. So I think it's, I think it's time. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I, I agree that it is time. And MJF is cutting the promos of his life. Yes. I mean, as he already has been doing since he got there. 
mm-hmm. but to a T now, like it's it's to a level where he's been doing it so long. It's undeniable. He's definitely one of the biggest draws for them. He's definitely their top heel. Mm-hmm. He is a new kind of bad guy. So whichever way this goes, it 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 just makes sense to put the title on him. Yeah. Because he's a, he's truly like a once in a generation kind of talent. And there's not a lot of them, but it's, it's like seeing a Randy Orton for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing a, a Triple H for the first time, a, a Ric Flair for the first time. Uh, who's another amazing bad guy. It's like, um, and who's another really evil person. It's like seeing an edge for the first time. Yeah, rated R superstar. Just somebody that creates a new dynamic of evil that just makes you go, oh man, this guy. Yep. He gets it. So in any in any time that you see that, you got to put the belt on that guy. Because he's the belt by himself already. He's gonna be money either way. So even if it all goes to hell. And he, and, he, and he shows up, like, give me all my money or I'm walking out. <laughs> mm-hmm. This will be part of the documentary as one of the peaks of his career, as a winner yeah. of this belt right now. He's got to do it, you know? So if they don't give the belt to him, we got we to gotta come back in here um, for that next pod and be very upset. Yeah. Because somebody didn't pull the trigger they were supposed to pull. All right, that does it for me for AEW. Let's get into this WWE stuff, man. All right, so quite a lot has happened this past week in WWE. First and foremost, I'm going to get into a tiny rant here. Yes. Just just a little small one. Rant of the week, guys. I wouldn't even call this the rant of the week. I was just, it's just a little, just a little message to put out there to the fans of professional wrestling. Oh, okay. So... Professional wrestling fans, particularly WWE, when you are at events, whether they're a Raw, a SmackDown, a pay-per-view, or a premium live event, whatever you want to call them, please, for the love of God, do not put your hands on these superstars. Do not put your hands on these talent because you will probably end up getting smacked. Because we just recently had an incident at a live event where a fan decided to take their beer. Yes, I said beer because, you know, they were probably intoxicated. Got the Mm -hmm. beer muscles. Had to be. Had to get the beer muscles flowing. And just throw their beer right in the face of Scarlet. We don't need we don't need to see this one. What do you what you got to throw a beer at a at a wrestler for? Number two, have you not seen this woman's husband? He's massive. He is a huge individual. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> would jump in the crowd. And <laughs> if had this been the Indies, you would not have been he walking looks very out of threatening. there. Yes. Had this been the Indies, you would not have walked out of Man, there. Man, I've seen people almost get killed for less. <laughs> <laughs> so at a wrestling show. At an yeah. indie wrestling show. So that's basically you are that, lucky this is not the 80s. 
That's why I said, man, if this was the Indies, I'm pretty sure Cross and Scarlett would have both jumped the railing and probably beat the crap out of this fan. But yeah, that's what happened. A fan decided to get a little rowdy and throw a beer in the face of Scarlett. So I just got to say, wrestling fans, just remember, this is all staged. I know it's still real to us, damn it. But we do not need to be throwing beers in the face of wrestlers, especially the females. Unnecessary. They dealing with enough as it is. Come on now. They just trying to put on a good show for everybody. Mm-hmm. But kudos to Scarlett. She's probably doing some great character work and it probably triggered some fans. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but that that was just my quick little rant. Don't bother these people. Let them do their job. Please don't. Please don't. Um, so I want to start with all of the women's division. Okay. Since they're getting um, quite a good amount of quality time on TV and importance, opening mm-hmm. shows, closing shows, riding vehicle spots. Yeah, doing a lot. Doing a lot. Doing a lot. And lately, they've killed the 24-7 championship. (laughs) So, (laughs) Nikki Cross. Yes, I said Nikki Cross. Mm -hmm. Not Nikki A.S.H. Not superhero. Nikki Mother Cross. Mm -hmm. Thank God she's back. Had a, um, a squash match, really, against... What's her name again? The second greatest 24-7 champion. The second greatest? Is she the second greatest? I mean... Yes. Dana Brooke? Yes? Yeah, Dana Brooke got to be the second best. R-Truth, Dana Brooke? Yep. Who's third? Who's third for you? Real quick. Everybody else. Everybody <laughs> that, 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 They're the only two that really made... That, that really... When I think of the 24-7 title, those are the two I think about. You might be right. You might be right. I mean, it was a spot with Tamina and uh, like the four of them when they had the thing. Okay, so, yeah, the the thruple. There right. you go. The, that, the, the yeah, thruple. That was that was all right. Um, Dana Brooke got squashed by Nikki Cross, and Nikki won the twenty four seven title. They had like a traditional match, mm-hmm. and then and looking up at the stars or the sky or the ceiling because they were in an arena. Nikki Cross tried to throw the title in the trash. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> tried to throw it in the trash. I noticed this because I looked back at it and I was like, I don't think that landed in the trash in like the they trash wanted game. it to. But she basically dropped the 24-7 title like this is no longer a thing. Is the indication, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I won the I, title and then almost completely disregarded it. I think that's the I think that was their way of retiring it. And yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I'll Good say two, I'll say two things. One, I'm glad it's gone. Please. This needs to happen. Y'all just did my man R-Truth so dirty. <laughs> this no, man. No. Look, look, just hear me out. Hear me Go out. Ahead. This man carried that 24-7 title. Yeah. Carried that whole gimmick. Goes to NXT one damn day. Hurts his knee. Has to get surgery. When they hear he's going to be out for a little bit, boom, let's scrap the 24-7 title. They just did my man dirty. Boy, you never know. This is a new <laughs> world. Look, I'm glad Our it's gone. might mess around and come back Serious, not serious, but like 
No, I know. He might come back and like wrestle. I don't I don't know about you, but I haven't seen our truth. He might he might get a story where they settle it in the ring. Oh my god. Look, could no. you imagine? Could you <laughs> look? I just wanted to throw the joke in there. I had to. This man carried that title, got he hurt did, one though. day. Yeah, and, absolutely. And right. then that was the excuse to scrap the 24-7 title. Our truth got hurt. Now we're scrapping it. We don't need it anymore. That's true, though. It really was just a, a vehicle for our truth to stay over. It's okay. I, I don't mind it. it. It served its purpose. It kept our yeah. truth entertaining. Yeah. Just give our truth something good to come back to, man. So moving on from there, sticking with the women's division. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the Sarah Logan return. Were you I'm jumping surprised? around because I'm knocking out all the women? I was gonna say, were you surprised at that? Not at all. No, not at all. No, no. I was a little bit. I knew after she she had spent some time with the baby, and if they're gonna bring Candice LeRae back, they're gonna bring Sarah Logan back. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised. I was more though. surprised about Candice LeRae. But I saw right. Sarah Logan coming back from a mile away. I'm sure Triple H would have had Ruby Riot come back if he want if he if he could. Yeah. He would have put that group back together truly. But it, well, where Liv is at now, I guess you can't, right? But I don't know if, if after Liv if, wins the if title, everyone, if everyone was, if everyone was, if they were in this space where Liv still wasn't over and they hadn't gone hardcore Liv yet, yeah, and they were still point, kind of figuring it, been it out. That point, she it would have been Riot and Sarah Logan were both not under contract. He'd have brought them back for that. Yeah, but now I guess you can't. You're right, but I didn't. I, I saw Sarah Logan coming back because I think they had her come back for the Royal Rumble last year, right? Mm-hmm. So Triple H still has her on this radar. That's still one of his girls. And honestly, people were still fans of Sarah Logan. I was still a big fan of Sarah Logan. I still thought Sarah Logan was really, who could have been the, a really great star of of uh, the Riot Squad if they did it right. Yeah. And they just never pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, I mean, I was always a fan of Sarah Logan. So when... When... I don't know. Like I followed her on social media. To me, I always just liked Sarah Logan. And I think Triple H has an eye for people that the audience just likes. Mm-hmm. So I think he gave her a call after she had enough time with the baby. Like, hey, you want to come back to work? Because, you know, uh, one of the Viking Raiders, I think, was was already injured. Yeah. Uh, I believe. Uh, I don't know if it was her husband, but it might have been. I think it was Ivar. So I'm sure while they were planning the comeback, Triple H's first idea was like, we'll just throw Sarah Logan in there. Mm-hmm. He's already a Viking. That's the comeback. Yeah, it worked, they come worked back, out perfectly. They come back as the War Raiders with Sarah Logan. That's the gimmick. That's the change. Yeah, none, Yeah, I'm, I have no complaints. I'm glad she's back, though. So I'm not, I, I can't say I'm surprised, but it, I can say it was the right decision. Yeah. And them taking out Hit Row was probably the best thing for Hit Row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit, Hit Row has been kind of a mess for me since they've been back. 
Yeah, that's the sad part about it. Like I, we they liked Hit Row when they got there, and then we sh- we quickly realized that Hit Row was only so good because Swerve Scott was in there. Yep. And then it became okay. Well, who can we throw towards Hit Row to get them over, <laughs> so that they don't drown now that we brought them back? <laughs> so now they're just kind of throwing any hot faction at Hit Row. Yeah. So that Hit Row stays relevant as they try to make actual teams that will do better than Hit Row. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Hit Row, you've become Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Hit Row. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm, I'm happy that they're back. Yeah. Uh, moving on for the women's division, how do you feel about Shotzi Blackheart winning the six-pack challenge? Before I get on how I feel about it, Tell me you you saw that you saw that botch. Oh, the 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 Liv Morgan botch. I did see it. It looked it looked bad. It looked like that's mm-hmm. not what was supposed to happen there. I don't know what was supposed to happen. Well, I think the idea was that Liv was gonna come a little faster and harder and higher, so that um, maybe she would still let go of. Because who does she have ready for like a power bomb? Or the Chicana bomb or Chicana bomb, whatever they call it. Sonia? Sonia Deville, yes. Yeah. The the idea was to drop Sonia, catch Liv, and fall and back into the, the table. And that did not happen at all. No, they like missed the jump, missed the table, missed yeah. everything. She didn't jump high enough to hit her spot. And Raquel couldn't adjust fast enough to still mm-hmm. catch her and fall back. It was so like it all so- kind of went to shit. Sonia went this way, Liv landed just here, and then yeah. Raquel landed like it this became, way. It became less about getting the spot off and more about everyone just being safe. Yeah, just everybody <laughs> land comfortably at this point. Yeah, so they just kind of botched the whole thing to make sure everybody landed the way they were supposed to. And it was kind of dead in the water after that. But yeah, if you're going to do a spot, let's make sure everyone that can do the spot can do the spot. Mm -hmm. Would be a great idea. I know there's certain spots you can't really practice. But But that one you can. I can tell you Liv Morgan doesn't jump high. (laughs) I can have told you that. Somebody else might have been the person to do that spot. I mean, I get that they're doing an extreme thing, but we could have did something to, to accommodate for the fact that Liv can't jump high. Yeah. But as far as Shotzi getting the crack at the belt, hey, it's something new. Shotzi's hot right now, so I'm here for it. Let's see what they can happen. I don't think I don't think her and Ronda have ever faced each other. Once, very briefly, and not really a match, but kind of like a confrontation randomly. Okay, so yeah, it's the, so it's two people who have never had a match mm. or much interaction with one another it's somebody who's hot right now so it's i'm here for it how i like you feel about how do you feel about the dynamic between ronda and Shayna right now i think i i know where it's going it's just weird right now yeah it's in a weird place it's but, weird we, place. but i know i know where the destination's gonna be we're looking towards the end result yes so i'm while you guys try to figure out how to get there this early, 
I'll, I'll I understand. <laughs> I understand the process. Yeah. Like I'm here for the process of getting to where we need to go. Cause I know where it's going to go. Mm. It's just, it's weird right now. I think once we get closer to the end game, it'll start to feel right. Mm-hmm. All right. The last piece of women's division news I have the most important piece this week to me, mm-hmm. say what you want to say. To me, the most important news is that Mia Yim came back yeah. to join the OC. I don't know if they're going to do the war games that they should do, but this is what it looks like to me. It looks like Seth, it, I mean, it looks like Finn, Dom, and Damien, and Rhea Ripley <laughs> versus the OC in Mia Yim. That's what it's looking like. We got an opportunity to do something that's never been done before. I say, let's freaking do it. Yes. This is, I, this is the match. I agree. Because like you just said, this is the moment to do something you guys have not done in this capacity. You've had, you've never had an intergender match at like, like quite like this. Never. What was the closest thing to the intergender match they had? Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth? Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth might have been it. Yeah. I know they I, had like Seth and, and Becky go up against Baron uh, and um Lacey Evans. But it wasn't like this. No, not in this capacity. In a like, war games match. In a that's, war game. Two hardcore women yes. doing hardcore things that can mix it up with the guys, really and, take the hits and really dish it out and make it believable. And not only that, you have the perfect two women to do it because you have two women who have been in a war games match. They've both been in war games. They were in war games together. Oh, I'm telling you, this is it. This is the one, yo. It's perfect. It fits. This is the one. They can do small, like there's a way to do this, man. Even if you don't really want to have them mix it up with the guys, there's a way to kind of isolate, but there's, I mean, you have to, Yeah. but there's a way to do it where they're isolated situations. You don't even have to dive all the way head in, but if you want to do like, she has her spot with a couple guys, she has her spot with a couple guys, and then they mix it up together or they're mixing it up from the jump and they're kind of staying on each other. And here and there, they'll have to interact with the guys and take somebody out. But mostly they're like, there's a way to write it. I was going to say, because even if you have it to where they don't interact with them much, but like, let's say you want a couple of the guys to hit a finish on one of the females or the females to hit a finish on one of the guys. Yes. There's, there's finishers that are in this match that are safe enough to be done to the females. Like, let's say you can't have Finn do the coup de grace to any of them. Um, the six one nine, you can pull that off and Definitely. have it look smooth. Definitely. What else is there? Priest has um that the I forget what he calls it, but it's like that uh, crucifix. The arrow, it's like the razor yeah. edge. Yeah. No, no, not the razor. It's like the the twist thing, right? Oh, um, yeah, I forget what it's called too. But that's th- that's safe enough that you can pull that off. Yes. And then on the counter side. The styles clash, 
maybe you just got to keep your head but a you certain can definitely way. and there's there's spots and the magic killer more importantly yeah Ma- the, the magic, magic killer, killer say definitely be done. You're, you're literally landing on your back with the magic killer and then there's moves that those women can do to the men that'll be believable like uh, oh yeah i can see ria's ria's um submission you mm-hmm. can definitely do to aj and it'd be believable mm-hmm. um i think there's a couple spies i think ria can do anything in there and look believable honestly she's yeah I, I, I was gonna say i would say have Rhea lock the submission in on carl that way because <laughs> carl screaming sounds pretty damn funny so and i would I, say do it to carl and i could see mia mia yim coming in there with weapons and doing some some oh big yeah spots I, I, I could see dives. mia jumping off the top of the cage and landing on priest exactly i could see priest is big enough spots. to catch her definitely so this is the match man this is mm-hmm. you got a, a very special chance to do something that people might be okay with at yeah. a time where people might be okay with it because they all look like they can go. I agree. So I hope they pull the trigger on that. That's the biggest thing from the women uh, coming from me. Okay. In uh, the way that I saw WWE this week. Mm-hmm. Any quick comments on Ava Rain? debuting in nxt the rock story a little weird yeah like was it just me no it was okay um but i'm giving it time i'm giving it time we have to give these seconds these big like pressure second generation people all the time they need yeah like i'm not saying it was bad no might have been but no i'm not saying i'm not saying it was bad but yeah, it's but it's it's we, it was weird it was weird of all the ways you could have her come in you have her come in with a dark faction yeah i don't know i don't know what sean's thinking you know my guy doesn't run nxt anymore yeah so i'm just i mean trusting, sean's not sean's i'm trusting, not doing terrible yeah i'm trusting sean to know what he's doing mm-hmm. he's living in kind of a new age like really we're too old to understand yeah <laughs> what he's trying to do so he's trying to reach a, a younger kind of crowd. So hopefully somewhere in this, I can see the vision, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm giving it time. Um, so that'll be the last thing I have for the women. All right. So I want to jump into something real quick. This is, this might be a rant. I don't know, but uh, we had a cash in attempt. Yes. This past week. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So that's, what, do you, that's where we're going. I know where we're ending with. Go ahead. Yeah. So is this, do you want to take this one? No, 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 no. You, you, you take it. Okay. So we had a cash in attempt for the money in the bank briefcase. And as always, we know the goal is to become the world champion out of this. That's what everybody wants. That's what everyone aspires for. So Austin Theory cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase during the U.S. Championship Open Challenge. I'm going to say that again. He cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase during the U.S. Title Open Challenge. (laughs) I just realized that, yeah. Yeah, during an open challenge. That is true. How badly... Is Triple H trying to bury every Vince McMahon project right now? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, it's 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 very bad. It's very bad because yes, it's an open challenge, 
but it's also the United States Championship. Like I've I've joked about this title cash in, and he freaking lost it. He couldn't even win the U.S. title cash in (laughs) after Bobby had done all the work. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, look, even even Dolph Ziggler knew how to win a cash in. Like, what, what are we doing here, man? Like, what is this? Like, look, and, and the rumor is that Hunter might be moving money in the bank back to WrestleMania. But is that any excuse? Like, come on. What is, look, I mean, I've this? joked about this before. Like, I've made the joke of, imagine if somebody cashes in the briefcase for a mid-card title. <laughs> I but, never but thought it was going to happen. Though. Here's the thing, though. I'm not even like I'm I'm partly mad about it, but I get it. Like nobody believes Austin Theory is world champion. And and Roman Reigns is not losing that belt anytime soon. There's no way Theory could cash in on him and win. So the only yes. believable thing would be for him to cash in on a mid-card title, because now we're holding the mid-card titles to a level where they could be world titles for that brand. Yes. So I totally understand if there's any time to cash in on a mid-card title against Seth Rollins, a main eventer, this is it. But yes. Why during a situation where he was already putting the title on the line? And two, during an open challenge. And two, how did he lose to a guy that was already decimated by Bobby Lashley? I mean, you hit the finish on him at the beginning of the match and he kicked out. You know what you know what it felt like? It felt like when you're in a storyline on in a video game and they give you impossible odds and tell you to win. Dude. Like it was it was this like was, Seth was a video game character. You put all the stats on. This was the burial of Vince's baby boy. This he was like the, clean, man. Like this <laughs> this was like the final burial of Vince's work. I mean like I mean he didn't were, lose clean. He didn't lose clean. Let's let's defend that. You know, Bobby yeah, Bobby, Bobby Bobby took the ref everybody. out when it was, you know, Bobby took the ref out and he had the whole thing with Bobby and then he ended up losing. But at the same time it shouldn't even have got that far. No. Like, Bobby did all that. You should have got it done. It should have been, like, why did they even book it for Seth to still somehow be even with this guy <laughs> for a little bit of this? Dude, I don't I don't know what the hell the it, process of doing it during the open challenge was. And what is was. this doing for him? Like, what is this doing for him? Because where does he go from this? You know, like there's no. I, I'm not like, putting him back in that say, U.S. title picture. I didn't want to say that Hunter was intentionally burying him just because. No, it was. But it was now it's starting to seem like it's the intentional burial. There's no, there's no end of the road for this. There's no like overarching story we're going to tell. At it, this it, rate, it, at this point, it just seems like they're picking on you. At this point, I think the only thing that can save him is a draft. Hmm. You buried that, because <laughs> you know what I said. You know what A-town I said. A town going back down. That's yes, what I'm saying. A town going down. Yeah. Say NXT. 
A Town down to NXT. Go ahead. Um, I think I know the names of this. I think I know the name of this pod. I think I figured out the two names. Um, yeah, like because of the, I saw him lose that cash, and I said to myself, "Man, he really should have cashed on the NXT champ." Like, you remember the one week it went down there and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this might be the play. He might cash in on the NXT champ. Yeah, you should have did that. That would have been a good that. play. That I could have believed Austin Theory is NXT champion for a while. Yeah. But, man, now you've nothing. You can't even cash in on Braun Breaker. Dude, I, don't I think Braun Breaker might be an even match. Yeah, I'd be able to switch them out. I mean, listen, yeah, I'd take that draft. Mm-hmm. Give me Braun Breaker for Austin Theory. At least Braun Breaker has potential. Yeah. I don't see anywhere for this Austin Theory guy to come. <laughs> At least not in Triple H's WWE. No, 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 sir. I, he said, I know you was my man and all, but you chose sides. Yep. Sorry. You got to be the example. You're going to have to eat shit and like it, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, speaking of shit that we might have to be forced to like. Yes. Um, actually, you know what? No, we're going to save that one for last. What, did, what, what are your thoughts on, I guess they've kind of teased us with what Bray's first feud is going to be? And it's LA Knight. So how do you feel about it? Because I, I think I, I, th- I'm, I think you might feel the same as me. Man, not who I would have chose. Okay. Thank you. I'm very worried. <laughs> yeah. I'm very worried. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. Um, man, I really hope you know what you're doing, Bray. I really, really not even not, not even Bray. I, I really hope you know what you're doing, Hunter. Well, I I think that Hunter's give. I think Hunter's approaching it the way Vince approached it, but with a fair shake. Like he's he so because remember this was when probably Bray Bray's was doing, idea when Bray was doing Bray's thing, Vince was kind of Bray has total control, but and we're I'll even give you the spot you want, but we're not gonna pay it any attention. Like I'm not gonna advertise it, I'm not gonna build to it throughout the I'm just gonna let you do your thing for the time that I wrote you in to have on the show. And that's it. Like, I don't really care to touch it. That's what Vince did. I think Triple H is going the opposite way with it. He's going to let him do it. And I'm going to give you total it. control. And I'll give you the fair shake of TV time you need to maybe pull it off. But it's totally in your hands. It, it, it's more of a man. I'm giving you the yeah, it's more in the sense of I'm giving you benefit of the doubt for, with your character. Absolutely. I'm going to get he's giving him the chance Vince never gave him. Because remember, so, DX would go out every week and be like, we're going to do this. And Vince would be like, don't do that. And then they would just go out and do it anyway. Triple H is like, I'm not, I don't want that situation. I'm just going to let you do whatever you want to do. And if it works, it works. So the only thing I have to say about it that's good, well, not even the only thing, but the one thing I'll say about it that is good is it's somebody who can counteract Bray talking. That's the only faith I have in this. Because Bray's going to say some really dark, some really cryptic type of shit. And LA Knight's going to be the guy to come back and say something serious, but say something funny too. 
Yeah, it's almost, it's sad to say. It's like, um, how do I say this that doesn't sound terrible? It's like if you could picture Rock in the ring with Papa Shango. Almost. <clears throat> That's more of a compliment than what I was going to say. Well, no, because the way LA Knight talks is kind of Rock-esque. It's not yeah. The Rock, but it's Rock-esque. Yes. I was going to say, it's like they took the Dexter Loomis Miz storyline, but they added, like, better people. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> they added more developed characters. Fuck you, because that's they a perfect example. Dexter, they did Miz and Dexter Loomis, but they added people you care about. <laughs> this is Miz, this is the Miz Dexter Loomis feud that we want to see. Yeah. That I'd I take back the Rock and Shango comment. That was a better analogy. It's like they're doing Loomis and Miz, but with people you care about. Yeah. Let's try this time. Let's, let's try. Yeah. <laughs> Because honestly, the one the one who's been carrying the Miz and Loomis storyline is Johnny Gargano. So. <laughs> really? Like to a point they subbed out the help. Like they <laughs> uh, they they lost so much control. They had to sub in a third guy to carry the weight, like mm-hmm. to move it along. Because <laughs> they didn't know what the hell to do anymore. Damn. It's so it was so bad, man. And somebody, somebody looked at this. Probably Road Dog looked at it and was like, you know, we can probably do this better. We can. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we get a second shot at this, we can really make this work. Yeah, we <laughs> we got better people over here that we can get it done with. He said, "You listen, let me copy that, but I'll just change the names." <laughs> yeah, it's like the equivalent of doing a copying your friend's homework, but just rewording it slightly, slightly changing it up. Um, so, I mean, I'm worried, man. Not who I'd have picked. Not L.A. Knight, dude. Not L.A. Knight. But you know what? I, I, I just don't want to see L.A. Knight get... Is it because we don't want to see L.A. Knight get buried right away? Yes. Okay. I, I don't want to see L.A. Knight get buried right away. We're on and the same I feel boat. like he just became L.A. Knight. Do we really want to put him in an angle where we don't know if the outcome is going to be necessarily great? Yeah. everyone involved? You know exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> We don't want no him. offense to Bray, but his storylines haven't always turned out the greatest. And and yes, that was in a different era, but you know, you get you get uh trauma from that. You get yeah. like certain things that are like, this hasn't always turned out the best. So mm-hmm. I kind of only want people that I know are gonna survive this yeah. to be involved in it. Like I would have felt better if you did this with the Miz. At mm-hmm. least I know the Miz is never gonna go down in value. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The L.A. Knight, like, just got to be L.A. Knight. Do we really mm-hmm. want to crush that already? Yeah. So I just, I'm worried, man. But I hope, I hope they, I hope they do what they're supposed to do. All right. So we're on the same boat with that. Yeah. What about Let- this? Before we touch on this last thing, tell me about this Austin deal. Oh, yeah. So, so there's potentially rumors that, Stone Cold may be coming back in the sense of they see him getting in better shape. They say he's looking more like in ring shape. And the rumors are that he felt so good after his match at Mania with Kevin Mm -hmm. that they're saying there might be rumblings of him having another match. So 
Do you want to see Austin in the ring again? Or are you fine with how it ended? Austin, sit the fuck down. I love you, Stone Cold. You are you are possibly the GOAT. Mm-hmm. You're definitely one of the greatest of all time. But sit down. We yeah, don't have like, nobody for unless you're gonna go to AEW and fight Mox at all out. No. There are no more matches for you left in on the card. Yeah. That's it. Like, like Kevin Owens was the only one. Yeah. We don't have anybody else that even fits your that Mold. even fits into your lane. The only match you have left is is possibly Moxley at all out. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Like, because there's no other, there's nobody else that matches your your lane that would like, help to have the kind of match you want to have. Like sit the fuck down, but respectfully. Respectfully. You're the GOAT, but no. Because you know I'm th- I'm I'm thinking like like you said, we get we get kind of get PTSD when we think of situations like this. Yes. And I think if it was to happen and he gets another match at a mania, I'm thinking like Vince. And I think I know where they would go with it. Mm. And I don't want it to go there. No. No. And I don't even know who you would like. There isn't anybody. There isn't anybody. So I'm going to go really quick into it before we hit the last thing. Yes. Kurt's last match at Mania, he wanted John Cena. Vince said, you can't have Cena. If you stay another (laughs) year, you can have Cena. But for now, you got to take Baron Corbin. Mm -hmm. I feel like for some reason, because he just came back and he's with JBL and they're going to try to rebuild him, I feel like for some damn reason, they're going to try to push Baron Corbin and Stone Cold down our throats. I don't need that. So, yeah, I don't want it. We don't need it. We don't need anything about it. So I would say, Austin, respectfully, sit the fuck down. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't, yeah, I don't want that. I don't I mean, think it, they've gotten Baron Corbin over like they need to yet. Now, if you want to come back at Mania and just, you know, wait the crowd, do a promo. Yeah, yeah. Feel free, feel free to come by, yeah. do a promo, do a cameo, be a guest referee. But don't, don't yeah. get in the goddamn Like, I, I, I'll take the guest referee spot all day. Yeah, that's all I'm, that's what I'm telling you at best. If I'm on the phone with you. Or if you, you want to do like. Good, you can do, you can do a no holds barred guest referee at or best. If you, or if you want to be like the special enforcer for a Roman match at Mania. There you go. There you where, go. Where, you know, the bloodline, we don't need. Yeah, say that one more time after you skip. Oh, I said, if you want to just do a spot. Uh, special enforcer spot during the Roman match at Mania, mm-hmm. where when the bloodline comes out to the ring, you just beat the crap out of them around the ring. Mm-hmm. We can do that. But an actual match, we don't need. Yeah, I don't need that at all. I don't need that at all. So I, so we're both in agreement. Austin, respectfully, sit the hell down. Please no. Please no, Austin. So the final thing I have to touch on is we talked earlier in the start of the WWE stuff that the war games match we want to see is the OC and the bloodline or the OC and um, judgment day. Yes. Well, rumors are going that this war games match for the men might be a bloodline thing. They're saying it could be the bloodline 
with Sammy, making it five mm. versus the Brutes. So that's three with the Brutes, McIntyre, mm-hmm. and then a mystery sixth man. Well, fifth man. And the mystery fifth man, everybody's pointing fingers towards Kevin Owens. Because Kevin's affiliated with Roman. He's fought with Roman. He's already got a little thing with Roman. And then Sammy. Nobody knows Sammy quite like Kevin. Would you rather see that? Or would you rather see the first one? Neither. I'd no, I mean, like, see... like, would you rather see the bloodline and the brutes with company, or would you rather see the judgment day one with the OC? Oh, give me the judgment day one with the OC. But I'll tell you what, only because the bloodline one, I don't feel, I feel like was very thrown together. Like they just did it because it's the bloodline? Like, let's think about, like, in terms of storytelling. What do we really have here? They were having an intercontinental four-way. Mm-hmm. Sheamus hit Solo too hard. Mm-hmm. So they broke his arm. Yeah. The Usos had a thing with the Brawling Brutes for the titles about mm-hmm. Sheamus. Yeah. And now suddenly McIntyre, because he has a thing with Roman, is well, I, into this is suddenly buddy buddy with Sheamus again because they weren't always buddy buddy. Yeah, I think it was more they threw McIntyre in more because of his thing with Roman and Solo. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's it's a better story to go with the OC and the Judgment Day and I agree. a chance to do something never done before. I and honestly, I feel like you don't have to. I don't need a six. I don't need Kevin Owens. You don't need a fifth man. Kevin Owens, wait till the Royal Rumble. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need Kevin Owens right now. It, it, it's good as it is with just four people. Yeah, on and, each and side. I feel like it would be a detriment to Kevin. Mm-hmm. Because Kevin don't got nothing to come back to. No, he's still finding stuff for everybody else to do. Yeah, Kevin, wait till the Royal Rumble, man. There's no reason to do that. You have the Brutes go in with McIntyre against four people from the Bloodline. I mean, we got to be five. Mm. Either I say Roman honestly could step out if he want to and sub in Sammy. Yeah. I could see them doing that and that actually working. I could see them in a spot where uh, Roman, either at the last minute or the show before, like awards Sammy a place mm-hmm. in the in the war games match in his spot as a, as a reward. And that'd be the funniest joke in the world. Yeah. You've been doing so well with Jay. You're the glue that holds this team together. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're the key to our success right now. You, I'm so glad to hear you say it. So you're taking my place in the working match. And it's I can like, see that. oh shit. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I can see it just being them four and Roman sitting in the back, like encouraging yeah. them to do well. Uh-huh. So that he can sit this one out and he ain't got to be in that vicious ass match. I can see that happen. Which kind of does fit. And I can see them winning that too somehow. 
Oh, I, I was going to say, no, you, you have the Brutes win. You have the Brutes win? I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. Have Jay they, take the, at, at have Jay take the fall. Oh, no. <laughs> Just let Jay piss them off even more, man. But you know what? If they do do a five on five and they have Kevin, um, hopefully they pull the trigger on Sammy versus Kevin. If they are going to do that, because that's and, the only reason I see Kevin coming back. And it also gives you an extra pair of hands because he's the only other guy on the main roster. Well, in that, if he was to come back into that feud, mm-hmm. he's the only other guy in that feud who's been in a War Games match. Very true. Because I think it's just him and him and Butch are the only ones, I think. Butch has been the one as well, yeah. Yeah. So well, so I'll leave the topic with this. If they go with Kevin and they do a five-on-five, five, if you remember when Brock and Roman had their thing with Paul, mm-hmm. I feel like Kevin, if they, if they do have something for Kevin to come back to, it is to sow the seeds of um, of mistrust with Sammy. Yeah. And like I, and he'll I come think... back for that, and then he'll s- slowly start to sow in some seeds, either to Sammy or to the bloodline, that Sammy might not be who they think he is. Yeah. And that Jay might be right. Mm-hmm. I think they could, that could be their... Their angle in. Mm-hmm. And then it could so, be Sammy either with Kevin or against Kevin and Mania. So it, it could work. It, there's a way to make it work. There's but, a way to do it. But you'd still rather see the first one. I'd rather see the first Because to see women in a War Games match with, a, with men is, is a moment in wrestling history. Yeah. So I go with that over the kind of thrown together thing that they're doing. Okay. I can, least, I can respect that. Because some War Games matches feel like they're just because it's war games yeah and i feel like that match would be specifically just for war games mm-hmm. so i'd rather go with something that feels like they are you actually through this together yeah something that actually fits to the story mm-hmm. i can agree i i agree with you i'm on the first one as well all right so but- i think that wraps it up for us yeah that officially does it for us this week now it's that time to Jump into the shout out. So I'll let you take the reins and you can give your shout outs first. All right. This week, the figure four is tight. Um, I'm doing a two for one. So first off, as always, Doghouse Gaming, all your retro gaming needs. I'm getting my game room set up. I mean, it's I still got to hang stuff on the wall, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's mostly set up. I got the pop stand. I got all the different systems set up. I still got to get that that's super nintendo but we're getting around to it but the game room is set up i'm getting all my stuff from doghouse gaming i get all my games and systems from there doghouse gaming for all your retro gaming needs facebook instagram go find yep second and third shout out gotta go to johnny funko and d thanks for having me on the show um Mm -hmm. this past saturday stevie jobber did a show I did. I did. I did a live with them. I did an interview with them and it went great. I had a lot of fun. Um, Everybody was great in the comments and everybody was involved. It was great to see people there. So I definitely got to give a shout out to them for that, Mm -hmm. um, for that interview, that great time. 
Um, big ups to them. Go follow them on um, on Instagram. I think Johnny Funko's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might be getting into TikTok. Mm. And my last shout out goes to somebody on Twitter that has been recently making me laugh hysterically every now and then. Their full name on Twitter is shocked at WWE moments as if they are happening right now. (laughs) That's not their handle. Um, I'm sure they can't fit all that into a handle, but that's their name on Twitter and that's their gimmick. All their tweets are just famous wrestling moments as if they just happened in all caps. And it is the funniest thing to be scrolling through your wrestling timeline and just Matt Hardy might have broken him in half. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Damn, that was like 2002. What's going on here? Every now and then you're like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, oh, snap. I remember that. So it's just, it's just fun. It's just a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to them. They'll be my last shout out. Because they're always a fun follow. All right. So I'll jump into mine. First things first, we're going to shout out our Twitch guy, official DJ Blade. Just sent him some magnets and some dope stuff. He already put the magnet on his fridge, so he is already showing us some love at home, and he's showing us love elsewhere, too. So you guys can check him out every Tuesday and Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, official DJ Blade. Um, Next up, we have The Wrestling Depot on Instagram. They've been showing us some love recently. Just joined their Discord with a lot of like-minded wrestling people. Quite a few people in there that we already know. Some new faces in there, too. So if you're a wrestling fan, obviously you would be because you're listening to this. Make sure you go check out the Wrestling Depot over on Instagram. And one of the people in that Discord is the Wrestling for Life Network. They're on YouTube, and they drop videos almost every day, doing live streams of Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, AEW, all that good stuff. So if you're on YouTube and you want to watch some dope people do some live streams of what's happening on the shows, go check out the Wrestling for Life Network. And last but not least, got to shout out our boy, man. The one, the only, D the Toy Hunter just dropped a new video yesterday. Today is we're recording, but yesterday he just dropped a video. So make sure you go show him some love on YouTube. Go check out some of the dope stuff that he found. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are my shout outs. Guys, thank you for tuning in this week. It's been a great show. Glad to see Stevie Jobbers back shooting the shit with you guys as always. Stevie, before we log off, you got anything you want to say? Um, I saw D the Toy Hunter's new logo. Mm-hmm. So piggybacking off of that shout out, I love the new logo. It's dope. That's all I got. All right. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. You know where to find us. You can find us on Twitter at Dangerous Jobber. You can find us on Instagram, Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. You, you know you can check out the website, DangerousJobbersWebsite.com. We're on TikTok, on Facebook, all that good stuff. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous.
three. The Moscow. Austin Willen out. He just ran it. Number five, the Saskatchewan.